Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to... Hey, great shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. Can't believe I'm saying this, but day 10 of the U.S. Open upon us. Second half of our quarterfinal action in both men's and women's singles. Of course, it is the professional tennis world, and that means we've got action going on elsewhere in the globe as well. An ATP event happening, I believe, in Kitzbühel, and WTA event in Istanbul. We've got a couple of challengers in ITF-level events as well. So the tennis world, despite a global pandemic, seemingly rocking and rolling at this part of the year and of course with all of that tennis that means a ton of action for you Cracked Rackets fans to get in on joining me today to break down all of Wednesday's matches you of course know him as my doubles partner partner in crime the co-creator of the Great Shot podcast a man who has rightened the ship in his betting tracks Maxwell LeBauer Rothman Maxie hey great shot how are you doing today I'm good. You know, it's funny before we get into that. I just I realized how you can really tell the tone of where this pod is going to go and also just where <laughs> each of us are at individually by the welcome to and the hey great shot. Like there's there's very much just a a clear I don't know. Today I got I've had a long day. My hey great shot was a little bit, you know, softer and smoother than normal. Not as energetic <laughs> as as maybe sometimes you you listeners might hear. Um, but I am it here. Seemed a little jaded, a little jaded. Well, you've been annoying today, so <laughs> there's there's that too. Um, but yeah, so just just a funny realization. But yeah, no, the uh, the betting gods have been have been good to me. Except uh, I did miss a little bit on this Chapeau match that we are uh, currently watching as we we're recording this. Um, but overall, it's been it's been pretty good. We're back in the back in the green and. Uh, we've got a couple more matches where we can, you know, potentially make some money. So uh, let's see what we can give our listeners a little, a little tidbit into what we're thinking. You're just mad at me because I am dependent on you, and you're ready to shine. You're ready to move on. You need me to uh, latch on to my own, I suppose, means to you know get in on the action. I like to hop I mean, on your bets and just split it fifty-fifty. I like that codependency. I like that if we're suffering, it's a guarantee we're both suffering together, and then see, vice versa. We can share. That the is joy. where your your understanding of how this works is so <laughs> just it's so misguided. Wrong. Yeah, like, you Look, do understand. Not, Hold on, no, you do understand can be that true. if the yes. two of us have separate ways of placing our bets and we place the same bets, we are still in that together. Well, whether, whether or not the transfer of money is from me to you or from someone else to you. Here's the real truth is I don't want to set up any but any sort of account for myself, any sort of sports book, unless it's with our friends at DraftKings. And I just think given the age of my Mac, it's taking a little longer for it to process. But for those of you who have updated gear, I mean, you can get in on the action right away with our friends at DraftKings. In fact, here's how it works. You can go to DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit right now. DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. From there, you're going to make your first bet and DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dkng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IN-INDIANA, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IN-IOWA, or 1-800-522- 4700 in Colorado. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonus is in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. And look, I mean, I thought, Maxi, in terms of my segues, that's about as good as it gets. 
it's so annoying because not only was I going to comment about how I didn't want to give you props for it after because you're such a <laughs> and I don't like you right now. You had to say something about it afterwards. <laughs> so if I uh, if I didn't already agree to doing this with you, I'd probably just cut the mic off and, and go watch the Chapo PC or the Chapo uh, PCB match. But uh, there's still there's still like at least one percent of me that's that enjoys your company for the time being. So we can continue doing this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, then with that in mind, I'm going to cede the mic to you. Let you take over from here. I'm going to get out of your way uh, because obviously, look, we have you on here to talk about day 10 picks, but you know, I always want to hear your opinion on what's going on in the tennis world and you haven't had the opportunity and, you know, just with your schedule, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to hop on a mini break. So I want to give you the chance to do it here. Novak Djokovic. And, you know, the way we're going to tie this into our ace of the day is you look at the men's futures out and right now those futures odds are locked because as we're recording this Shapovalov, Karina Busta in the fifth set but you look at those futures odds Medvedev team right now the top two Zverev with his win today certainly will be in the under plus 200 crew but there's no definitive favorite your thoughts on both a you know Novak Djokovic is uh, defaulting from the you know I say deft Ben Rothenberg was giving me grief for saying it's called deft it's like yeah we called it you got deefed like that's just what people our age called it but uh your thoughts on obviously that entire situation and then your thoughts on this men's draw right now who would you back as you know in terms of their futures odds yeah so like you said bummer i couldn't come on the emergency mini break um about Djokovic. so i'll get my my 60 seconds um clearly an accident uh clearly should have known better than to hit a ball in the court at all. I think all players know at this point there's been enough defaults from players hitting line judges or ball ball people um, that you should just, if you're going to get angry, hit the ball out of the court or smash your racket or do something where you're going to get a code violation and not a default. So uh, given the current rules, you got to be smarter than that. Um, I do think, though, that there either needs to be a change in the rules actually no so yeah i think there's two ways to think about it you either you either say there needs to be a change in the rules or you just reinforce this sentiment that no matter what happens if a ball even touches a a line judge no matter the intent the speed of which the ball hits them um that they're disqualified because if you looked he turned around and he wasn't looking and hit the ball and it hit her there's been much more you know egregious uh injuries to line judges and and ball people that were a lot more uh you know with you know you want to say you know um had more intent behind them but i the one that i the two that i look back to and it's funny because we're watching chapeau play are chapeau when he hit the the chair umpire and uh i think it's david nalbandian i think it was at like queen's club and his, for example, he ran up to the line judge and kicked the board that was sitting in front of him, and it broke and it and it cut this guy's shin open. And I'm sorry, that's a DQ. That is ridiculously bad sportsmanship to go up knowing in the clearly in the direction of the line judge, and that to me seems abundantly clear that there was malintent in the direction of the line judge. Same with Chapo. He was an idiot. He hit that ball in the direct trajectory of the chair umpire. And I think there is a clear difference between what Djokovic did and that he turned around, he hit the ball behind him without looking. And he probably just assumed there was nobody there. The other two of them knew exactly where those line judges and chair umpires were. So I think that's either you look at it like that, or you do just, you know, you stay with the, the sent the current sentiment that no matter what, you shouldn't be hitting a ball in the court um, but I, I do want to make it clear that I think that there is a, a distinction between what he did and what others have done in the past. So uh, quickly, before you get to part two of that question, just to add on to that, I think 
Yes, there should be, of course, more discretion for the chair umpire who is there in the moment. The same way, here's the example I would use. Obviously, this is a grander scale, but when you're at a local event and you have a chair umpire on your court, the chair umpire is ultimately the final arbiter of events. And, of course, do you want to put the chair umpire in a position where they're judging intent of players? No. As much as possible, you want to make the rules as clear-cut so that there's no room for negotiation, no any potential room to think a player gets preferential treatment, any of that. On the, you know... Uh, that should, I do think a chair umpire should have more discretion. That being said, this being the outcome, this is inexcusable. There's never a place for that in the game. And ultimately what this gets back to is, and I think this is clear cut, is Novak Djokovic just... There were so many, like you said, skyrocket that one, you know, out of the stadium. And although the other thing is Shapovalov tried to do that. And guess what? When he tried to skyrocket it, it hit the chair umpire in the face. He just lost control. Anytime you're losing control of your swing, you don't know exactly where it's going to go. And I know 99 times out of 100 that Djokovic hits that ball, it hits the back fence. But that's just inexcusable. There should never be any excuse, even if that's not the intent. If that's the result, it's striking the official. And we went through the rules already specifically so I'm not going to do that again here but that's just it's a deep yeah and stop saying deep I don't like it um <laughs> you actually might want to mark this because there's a there's a chance that what I'm about to say is controversial but I'm pretty sure earlier in this tournament and I forget what match it was but somebody hit a ball and it hit Bidene. one of the, Bidene Bidene. the cameraman right yeah right it was the cameraman and the cameraman very vehemently said hey I'm fine not a big deal don't worry about it and it still hit him like pretty solidly. And I do think that had the reaction from the line judge been different, it could have been a different story. Absolutely. And I'm not and I'm not saying it's because it's her. I'm just saying had it been another person who it hit them and they said, like, hey, don't worry, like it hit me, I'm fine. No, it's like, the fact that it hit her in the throat. It, it it literally it had to hit her square in the throat because when that happens it's just gonna take your breath away you're gonna go down it doesn't matter who you are I, I disagree I I, th- I think if you had a person who had dude how hard did he hit that ball not that hard I, if it hit oh, me in the throat square in the throat though but it pegged her square in the throat like it wasn't like a collarbone shot like it was I understand a, it's gonna no I know I'm saying but just to draw but the again for our but I, I I right and that and that's that is exactly what happened I do still think you have you know I think she's she's an older woman right you put a you or I in that position I think it hits me in the throat and I'm like oh man that was not comfortable that sucked but I'm not. I don't think I'm falling to the ground, and I think it makes a huge difference. You know, I so again, if, uh, just to clarify, and I know you're not. I'm just to clarify for our listeners. You're not saying this is the the line person's fault. This is simply to say this was her reaction, and is if it's you, right. is the reaction different? Maybe, but I just, I, I mean, to judge a ball in the throat. I think well, there was a player today on Twitter who said, "Hey, you go stand there, and I'm going to do what Djokovic did, and I'm going to hit you in the throat, and then you tell me that you don't think it should be a disqualifying thing. It has right. to be. At the same but time, I, your larger point, which I again, not to put words in your mouth, but no, it. Uh, it I know the what you're going to say. Umpire, the, the chair difference umpire be- should be able to have discretion with intent. And in Bedeni, it was clear it was Rick shit, whatever. And he had the- discretion. Yeah. He, and he I used and discretion just- in that situation. And that's just, I just think, needs to be emphasized better. But at the same time, he needed to be DQ'd for this. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the it's the way the rules are. She was clearly in a lot of pain. He blew it. Um, but we can move on to the second part of the question. Um, you know, it's tough. Uh, someone was asking me this earlier. They're like, why wouldn't you give better odds to, uh, you know, Shapo or to Rublev? And I was like, well, look, Zverev, Team, and Medvedev have all been here um, in one regard or another. I know Zverev gets a little bit of crap because he hasn't made – he hasn't, you know, had as much late uh, Grand Slam success. But he, he's won an ATP Finals. And I think that that is a deep enough run against top players to understand the pressure of a late run in a Grand Slam. Um, versus Medvedev and team who have had, you know, uh, finals in Grand Slam appearances and, and have faced that pressure. Um, and they've so both I, played fifth sets in finals too. Right. And so I think that, you know, they definitely deserve the, you know, uh, the favorites as far as mo- moving forward in this tournament, who do, who should win this. Um, but at the same time, you know, Zverev I think deserves as much credit and will after that that match against Chorich and everyone else is is just definitively below them. If Rublev or Shapo, if he's able to pull out this match that we're currently watching, um, are you know in the in the semis, 
I, I think that it would be, you know, miraculous for them, and there will be some significant doubt that they're able to, you know, pull out their A games for the finals. It's just, it's just hard um, yeah, when, it's, when it's your first time. Yeah, look, for Zverev, he's in his second career semifinal at a slam, second in a row as well, would be the yep. second of Karina Busta's career, first for Shapovalov. That's just an inherent advantage. Absolutely, I agree with you. And then you look at the bottom half, it's just how much tougher it is. You have to get through Medvedev, Rublev, Demonauer, or team. Those are all just... It's Barnbirds. Not to say Shapovalov is not a tough out for Zverev, but more likely than not, you'd have to go through either Team or Medvedev if you're Rublev, Team or Medvedev, or Rublev if you're Demon Hour. It's just brutal. That pathway is brutal. And so I just, I absolutely agree with you. I think at this point, those are the three. I would probably back Medvedev. I just think three out of five, the way he's moving, the way he's able to absorb everything so well, he is my favorite heading into the home stretch. I, you know, it's it's such a bummer if Zverev had a uh, a better mental game. I mean, he he should he should win. Um, the way he is hitting the ball, he is hitting through these courts. His ground strokes are obviously beautiful. I mean, he's got he's got everything you need. Um, if I trusted him more from a mental standpoint, I would take him. But given that is not the case, unfortunately, I have to take Medvedev. Yeah, no, it's going to be really fun to watch all that unfold. And, of course, we will find out our semifinalists here today, Maxi, as we get into day 10 of the U.S. Open, U.S. Open semifinal, uh, quarterfinals, excuse me, taking place on the bottom half. Four matches for us to preview. Of course, the odds pretty lopsided today, surprising for a quarterfinal Wednesday. And yet you look at these odds, all of the favorites in these, or three out of the four favorites, excuse me, over minus 300. That feels a little bit big and then of course the barn burner Mertens Azarenka that's a pick uh, essentially in terms of the odds and so really fun spread let's start with the match that in my opinion again the most enticing odds that Mertens Azarenka match you look at this one right now uh, Victoria Azarenka a slight favorite here over Elise Mertens although again Mertens right here plus 100 odds that's essentially even you bet 10 you're gonna get 10 on that for this match uh, for Victoria Azarenka here she's at minus 121 so it's not as though she is a prohibitive favorite which way are you leaning here because I have a pick here that I'm ready to make my ace of Today. I, I know you're going to say Mertens. Can uh, I start with just the over two and a half sets at plus 133? I don't see how this match is anything but a three-set battle, given how well each of these players are playing, because no matter who wins the first, uh, you just can see the world where the other responds, where the other digs deep, steals the second, and then we're just in a battle in a third. Plus 133, I feel like value. Well, I mean, that's where I was going to say uh, 21 and a half games feels like a freaking steal. I think mm. it's either going three sets or we're going to see like a five and five. Yeah, five and five, six and four, whatever it is. Like it's going to be timing. Even five and four hits that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I mean, three sets, I think, is a, is a given. Um, what are those odds over 20? How many games? Say that one more time. Over 21 and a half is minus 115. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm feeling that one. Um, but I kind of want to give the edge to Azarenka just with the uh, the experience, right? Like been there before again. You know, she's she's been around. I, I just I like experience late in tournaments. Um, Mertens looks good though. And uh, it's ugh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it, I almost, I mean, I don't want to bet on it. The only thing I would take on this is, an, is the over. What I love so much for Elise Mertens is that she's done it for six weeks in a row, and I've made this point before, but that's the sort of jump you take when you make that leap into the top ten, when you become a perennial contender. You put six weeks in a row. We saw you know, Zverev do it during the clay season in 2018. We obviously saw Medvedev do it last year on the hard courts in the summer. We saw Osaka do it from the U.S. Open through her Australian Open title when she made that leap as well. Bianca Andreescu last year, too. Um, you know, That's the sort of sign, and that's the jump jump Mertens is making right now. And it's the fact that she just beat Kennan so comfortably and she wasn't afraid of the moment. She just seemed so comfortable. She was in a rhythm. She's playing well. I also think, and Victoria Azarenka has had some really good wins, right? Over Garcia uh, at the Western Southern, over Garcia, Kanta, Jabura, Cornet, here at the U.S. Open, over Mukova, Sviatek, Sabalenka. But I think Mertens is her toughest challenge yet. And yes, I completely understand why you'd back Vika Azarenka in terms of experience. But I will point out these two have 
have played, I believe, th uh, twice before in doubles. Mertens won both of those occasions, so they are aware of each other's games. Doubles and I just think so. You no, know but, better than anyone. Doubles is an entirely different game. Don't even no, I agree. But I'm a... saying, but I'm saying they've had look at each other's right. There's a familiarity. It's sure. like your serve is not going to throw me off because I've seen it before. Yeah, um, fine. But but to but what I'm trying to say in general here is just that. I think this match is going over two and a half, and I just like Elise Mertens. I love how fit she is right now. I just think she's playing that that well. Yeah, she it, you know, and again, U.S. Open doubles champion last year, so she has gone late in New York before. Yeah, and again, like a you know, I think we're both saying the same thing as far as it's going to be. It's going to be close, which is why taking either of them at the odds that they're at is just you're kind of just going fifty fifty. But I think the way to go is to take the sets or the over. Okay, so let's make this ace of the day number one. Over two and a half sets for Azarenka Mertens, plus 133, 10 to win, 1330, and then we'll take that over 21 and a half games as well. Yeah, I mean, you're, yes, both. Yeah, all right, we'll throw those both in there. I am absolutely down with that. I'm also going to throw in Mertens over Azarenka. It's time for me to put my money where my mouth is. Give me one unit on that. 10 to win, 10, very straightforward. We're not getting crazy. Now, Let's get crazy. Let's look at the other matches because I'm just going to be honest. If you bet on these matches individually, you're not getting good value today. Rublev, Medvedev, Medvedev minus 360 over Rublev. Team minus 500 over Demon Hour. Serena minus 530 over Parankova. Now, if you do like one of those underdogs, those could be some appealing odds to you. But Maxi, I'm just going to throw this out there from the get-go. Parlay the three of them minus 122. We're not doing it, right? No. <laughs> it's it's too variable at this point in the uh, in the tournament. I mean, it's funny because we are talking and and I think we differ um, on who is the scary one between Rublev and and Demon. And I think Rublev is the the more likely winner of that if you're talking about percentages uh, than Demon. I just think he's got the weapons to push Medvedev off the court versus Demon Hour, who sure can neutralize. The, the Dominic team spin and obviously is one of the fastest players on court or on the tour and, and can get to everything. He's just not going to have as much to hurt Dominic team. Um, so that's why I feel at least more confident in a, uh, in a Rublev win, but both of them, you know, are tough. Uh, those are, those are tough matches and, and I don't want to throw either of those in a parlay. That's for sure. Well, here's the thing. I like Serena over Parankova, and again, the draw gods have blessed Serena. And credit to her. She's earned it after the career she's put together, after everything she's done for the sport. She could use a, you know, a little bit of help here to, on her path to 24, but I just want to get that Parankova, Parankova match in there somewhere. To your point, is there a world where Demon Hour steals a set? Absolutely. But ultimately, I don't know if he's got enough juice to get over the hump against Team. I do think the spin of Team's ball, Demon Hour's going to love bunting down on that and just hitting flat through this court, using his speed, getting into rallies. For Medvedev-Rublev, I think Medvedev's 3-0 and in his career against Rublev. They obviously know each other's games as well as any two players in the men's game and so there's going to be no secrets here but I, I just gave my case for why I like Medvedev to win this event I think he's going to win this one I think Rublev's going to hit some big forehands but I think Medvedev's going to be just fine absorbing that using his spin as well and then he's just a bigger version of Demon Hour right and so I just think he's going to be able to inflict some pain on Rublev it's three favorites. I mean, again, it's really, do you want action on all of the matches? Because if so, this is probably the way to get the most value. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it's tough. I mean, I think there's also, you know, give there's... me Yeah, give me the props here. Give me the props you like for these matches. Well, yes. I mean, there's some pretty interesting prop bets, um, you know, for Rublev Medvedev. We were talking, and I think we both agree, like, the most likely outcome, I think, for a Rublev-Medvedev match is a 3-1 Medvedev win. I think that, you know, as good as Rublev's been playing, as hard as he can hit the ball, it's just likely that Medvedev grinds it out and is able to is able to just keep the ball in play enough where Rublev's like, what am I going to do? And so betting on Medvedev winning that match, three sets to one set, it's plus 225. And I kind of like that. I mean, it's it's almost similar to betting the over. The over is, I think, uh, what do we have the over at? 38 and a half games. You're, you're kind of betting Medvedev on... For Medvedev-Rublev? Yeah. 
they're giving you an extra game and a half there, that worries me. That means they, I think they see a blowout one way because usually that's a 40. That number, that match screams 40 games, right? So that number concerns me. I mean, no, not necessarily. 38 and a half, the only way you go, yeah, right. So they're assuming a straight set. Yeah, that's, um, what they're, that's what that tells me, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, the only way that hits the over in a straight set is uh, 6 6 and 6. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. That That is, it's tough. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird line. Um, because I would agree with you. My inclination would be to go over on that, would be to think, okay, I think we're going to see four sets. Like, I really, I think you nailed it. That Medvedev three sets to one, I love that. Yeah, I mean, Medvedev three sets to O, oh, if you really think he's going to, you know, to take him in straights is plus one twenty, and I just don't see that. I really, yeah. I really see Rublev sneaking, sneaking out a game like that. I, I don't see how he just gets blown out. He's just um, playing too well right now. That's what I think. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyways, there's that, and uh, the, you, you got the same thing um, on on the women's side as well. There's you can take two sets um, if you want to go Serena. Taking two sets minus two eighty five, um, but a little better. The match that we were talking about is uh, is Azarenka and Mertens. If you want to take it, just total three sets, you're even money. Okay. So you don't have to bet the over. You don't have to. Um, although I guess you were saying over two and a half, basically the same yeah. thing. Yeah, over uh, two and a half plus one thirty three. That's why you go to our friends at DraftKings. If you if you want the the Mertens two sets to one plus two fifty. Ooh, ooh! If that's if that's what you feel, that could be your bet. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a pin in that. I'm gonna put a pin in that. I'm gonna consider that moving forward. But yeah, the point is these are all tricky matches. Now, even beyond uh, the odds here, do you want to give me your winners on day ten? Who do you see advancing to the semifinals in these four? Oh man, I mean. Serena's gonna win. She's she, you can tell she's locked in. She played really well in her last. Can I just ma- say I, I worked this take with Jamie and uh, sorry to cut you off, but I don't think I've ever seen Peronkova miss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but she'll she won't even have a chance to miss after she's getting blown off the court by Serena. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm gonna take Serena. I'm gonna give the edge to Azarenka. Just experience, um, and oh, dude. I want Rublev so badly. I mean, I'm I'm giving it to team, and I don't know if this is gonna happen, but I want to give Rublev that W. I think we gotta see. There's gotta be some upset in this quarterfinal, in these quarterfinals. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Rublev. I I want to see the upset. I I believe he can do it. See, normally I would agree with you and say there has to be an upset, but I think Mertens as Aranka is just a pickup. Like, I think that's just the toss-up. And you get the three matches where three favorites probably advance, and then Azarenka Mertens is the toss-up on the day. But I agree with you. It's weird to go into a day and think, huh, that's why, you know, yesterday I thought Zverev Osaka minus 150. I was like, that's pretty good odds. And thankfully that hit today. Um, but, you know, it's tougher to get those odds on these matches. That's why, again, I think if you're most confident, Medvedev Team Serena minus 122. I'm not making that an ace of the day. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, and if you believe in the in the favorites there, it's not a bad bet at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, with that in mind, I have one more pick for you, a funky one, because as I mentioned, there's tennis going on across the world right now. Some of the other events going on, we mentioned the ATP event in Kitzbühel, that event happening on the clay. There's a, uh, a WTA event going on in Istanbul, also on the clay. You talk about a couple of ITF events, a couple of challengers as well on the men's side. I have a funky parlay for you, Maxi. Just tell me if you like my winners. We'll go one by one, and then I'll tell you the odds at the end. Medvedev over Rublev. I'll start there. Fine? Sure. sure. Okay. Team over Dimenauer, fine. Serena over Parankova, fine. We'll stop there. Caroline Garcia over Turkish wildcard Bukatsai. I butchered that pronunciation. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I just I know I like Caroline Garcia in this one. She obviously is coming off of the win over Pliskova. Yes. Done. Tiago Sabathvild minus three fifteen over Roberto Sid. Sure. Carbeas Benya over Pet, uh, Petrovic. Petrovic career high one seventy two, I believe, in the ATP rankings. Carbeas Benya. Carbeas Benya. Yeah, on the clay, sure. Andujar minus three fifty five over Giustino. On the clay, sure. 
Bellucci minus 455 over Agamenone. I don't know Agamenone, but uh, Bellucci, sure. I don't, I don't know. Bellucci, on the clay, but it's on the clay. On the clay, sure. That's why I like Bellucci as well. So you parlay those eight together. Medvedev, team, Serena <laughs> Garcia, Sabathfield, Carbeas Benya, Andahar, Bellucci, plus 633, and Garcia, excuse me, plus 633 odds, 10 to win, 63-33. That's my funky parlay of the day. I mean, you know how I feel. No, I say it every time. Uh, we had a meeting at CRHQ today, and um, I was planning to inform you about this meeting right now. I can do it on the podcast. I think what we're going to do moving forward is make the aces of the day and the funky parlay of the day separate. Because if I told you the amount of units I've thrown away on funky parlays, and they really are throwaways. I throw those out there just for fun. Just to say, hey, yeah. here are my eight picks on the day, just so you know. These are the matches I like. You know, Let me know what you think. And oftentimes they uh, sadly do do not come through. Now, it's, it's only, you know, the Medvedev team Serena parlay, I'm a little bit more serious with that because that's only three people. When you get to the four to eight range, that's when we're messing around a little bit. But that's my mess around of the day. Yeah, I mean, we the last eight the last eight or nine person, you're only one match off. That's all it takes. So yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Plus, plus 63, I feel like at least now we're talking. Like now, yeah. now those odds are at least reasonable. I'll throw away $10 for 60 bucks. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Well, then, with that in mind, Maxi, let's quickly recap the aces of the day. Or are there any other matches from those tournaments you had your eyes on? No, I, I think uh, I've been I've been focused on this, and it's it's early in the clay season. Sometimes you got to give it a round or two at these early tournaments uh, just to get a sense, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at with my head right now. I'm ready to go big on Halep at this French Open. Just Oof. just teasing that now. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss later. But okay, our aces of the day. I am going with Maxi plus or over two and a half sets for Azarenka Mertens, plus 133, 10 to win 1330. We're going to take the over 21 and a half games as well. I am going to take Mertens plus 100 over Azarenka, 10 to win 10. Also thrown again 10 on that eight-man parlay. Uh, it's 10 to win 63-33. I'm going to leave the Medvedev Team Serena parlay out, but I think I'm going to regret that because I do think those are going to be your three winners on the day. Maxi, with that in mind, any final thoughts on day 10? I think the only other thing I'm taking is uh, is Medvedev-Rublev four sets, plus, oh, one, yes. plus 145. Are you going to take Medvedev three sets to one as well? I might. It, it'll be a small, it'll be a one unit type deal yeah. at plus 225, but I might. We can discuss that in the aftermath of this. I agree as well. Well, for any of you out there who think those are intriguing, you want to get in on the action, remember, just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play along with DraftKings. Take advantage of their limited time offer. Again, you can hear these picks on video each and every night, uh, a condensed version as well. On our YouTube channel, you can see it on our social media too, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Of course, if you want to hear a recap of all of day nine matches, go check out the Mini Break podcast, which of course you can find wherever you listen to your podcast. Shout out as always to our super producers, Max Flager and Daniel Westhoff for the f- of an editing job they do day in, day out, keeping all this work possible for uh, for the first, making all this hard work possible. Excuse me, for the first time, Rothman Stoff came down today. Uh, he comes downstairs in the morning. I recorded the morning mini break with jamie and he goes dude i can't edit any more videos he's like i love you but i can't look at your face anymore he's like i just he's like i just can't and i was like dude i can't believe you made it this long and so we had a moment it was very nice and touching quavo of course had to come ruin that moment uh but it was yeah it was delightful so uh with that in mind i'm giving you the final word and then we'll wrap no, that's that's everything i i could possibly expect i wish i could have just seen his face as he walked down the stairs what do you want to say about Zverev? Do you have any Zverev thoughts? Um, Zverev, George, was it? I haven't seen a match that tight since Blake Ahadi versus Kevin Rothstein senior year tryouts. Oh God! If only there were one other person that understood that reference. That no, it's on PlaySite. You can find it on PlaySite. Um, yeah, it, it uh, it was tight. You know, the thing that I appreciated was that. Zverev did show some mental fortitude to stick in there and, and pick up his game. Um, I think it's very positive for Chorich. I think moving forward, that's someone that you're going to want to you know put your money on. Um, showed that he's kind of back where he needs to be. And then 
for Zverev, again, I uh, I just think he showed the kind of tennis that he has to play to win this tournament. I think you saw it in the, the last two sets. He has the firepower, and if he can stay patient, wait for his ball, I think he'll win this tournament. So he, he showed some some promise, and uh, we'll, we'll just see what he can do next round. If you could trade serves with Alex Zverev, would you? Nah, I love my serve. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. Good answer. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious if there's a follow up. I would press you here, like legitimately, yes or no? Because, like, his second serve. I I love the fact that he's now just gunning them both. I do think he, that's the yeah. play, especially while he has no rhythm and he can hit 137. And again, listeners, I know this is just between 120 and mile an hour second serves is pretty gnarly. But you pop your second serve, I would say, a solid 100. A solid 100, sometimes Maybe a little bit more. more. And your first serve legitimately does hit 120, and I'm not trying 130. to be... 130. <laughs> okay. I'm well, gunning so it, it this weekend, and I'll show you. Do you feel more comfort in your serve than, than Alex? You'd be like, I'll take mine. More comfort? What does that even mean? Like, I don't know, but you're sticking by it. I don't know why I'm asking it. I mean, if you if you if you said this hey, is not a legitimate question. I know. If, if I know. you said hey, you you could add you know seven eight miles an hour to my first serve. Would I still keep my first serve over his? I'd say yeah. Uh, it's just funny. It's just I, we got to send out a video side by side comparison. I need you popping serves. We'll get you on video, and then we'll show will, a side by side. I, I will video. My serve with the gun showing me clocking it at 130. All right. that That's a promise we can keep. Odds on you po- actually cracking 130, I will put at plus 225. Oh, you're a f- <laughs> I can't wait. I'm making you take that line, and I cannot wait to take your money. I'll take it with say. you. I'll take it with you. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's great. All right. Well, then, with that in mind, you'll be able to find those odds with our friends on DraftKings. Go to dkng.co slash cracked open. But for my wonderful doubles partner, partner in crime, Maxwell LeBauer Rothman, our super producers, Max Flickter and Daniel Westoff, our friends at DraftKings, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Maxi, what do we tell the people? Hey, great shots. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com.